We are glad to make all of our Jcast Network podcasts free for our listeners. However, they are not free to produce and host. Please consider making a donation to Jcast Network to help support our work by visiting jcastnetwork.org slash donate. Thanks for your support. You are listening to The Stender with Rabbi Michael Knopf, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Knopf, please visit mikeknopf.com. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. We, uh, today, the seventh day of Pesach, it's customary to uh, read the story of the uh, parting of the Red Sea, Miracle of the Sea and the Song of the Sea. Uh, and if you were to read just a few verses beyond that in, in Exodus, a few verses beyond uh, the celebration at the Red Sea, you would come to something striking. The children of Israel have left Egypt. They've seen the ten plagues. They've seen all of the signs and wonders that uh, God had foretold. They, see, they had seen the devastation of the most powerful uh, nation on earth, the despoilment of the most uh, wealthy nation on earth. They had witnessed an incredible miracle at the parting of the Sea of Reeds. They had uh, tasted and experienced their freedom on the other side of the sea, seeing the Egyptian army uh, drowning in the sea. They are starting their journey to the promised land, and then they begin complaining. Some of the best first jokes of the Jewish people are there in that passage. You know, was it for want of graves that you took us out of Egypt and we had to die here in the wilderness? We don't have enough food. We remember all the great food we used to eat in Egypt. Why don't you just take us back there? It strikes me that there's something profound in that moment that I think is relevant to this moment that we're in, this moment in which we're entering into the very last hours of Pesach this year. This Shabbat is the uh, conclusion, in America anyway, of, of Pesach. And so I find myself wondering in this moment, what is it that the children of Israel didn't have then that led them astray that we might think about for ourselves now? And the answer I come to is, what are you taking with you? The Israelites saw and experienced all those incredible marvels and miracles. And then as they stepped foot into the wilderness on the other side of the sea, they had put all of that behind them. We're free people now. We are on our way. Let's go. Eyes toward the horizon. Wait a minute. I'm hungry. I have no food to eat. I remember all this great food I used to eat back in Egypt. But what if they had carried all of those previous experiences with them? What if they had internalized it? What if in the way that they are going to receive the manna to kind of internalize this divine sustenance, what if they internalized the experience of the plagues? What if they internalized the experience of stepping foot out of the gates of Goshen? What if they had internalized the splitting of the Red Sea, seeing, according to some Midrashim, God, God's self at the sea? What if they had brought that, really let it sink into their bones, into their heart, into their soul? What if they had carried that with them so that when they felt the hunger pangs as they walk into the wilderness, they're not experiencing it as they would have back in Goshen, 
but rather as people who know that God is with them. And if they were to look in the right way, they would have the sustenance that they needed. And so the question I want to pose to all of us that I don't have a specific answer to is, as we enter these last moments of Pesach, what will you take with you? I know that all of us, myself included, at some point tomorrow evening are going to make sure we may have already started, pack up all your Pesach stuff, pack up all your Seder stuff, you're going to put it away till next year, and you're going to take back out all of your regular year stuff, your dishes and your cutlery and your cookware and all that, you're going to put it back on the shelves, you're going to start uh, taking down the coverings and tape on your uh, cabinets where you had your chametz over Passover, you're going to convert your whole house back to pre-Passover house, and it's going to be like Passover never even happened the second you bite into that pizza tomorrow night. (laughs) But what if we didn't look at it that way? What if we didn't look at putting away Passover, putting the past in the past, moving on toward the future as free people? What if we, metaphorically speaking, I'm not saying you have to keep all your Pesach stuff out, but metaphorically speaking, what if we brought some of that stuff with us? What would it look like if these next 24 hours we meditated on what it would be like to say in our homes, let all who are hungry come and eat? What would it be like to really internalize the experience of uh, eating lechemoni, of eating poor person's bread? And internalizing that experience of saying, we can taste what it's like to be a poor people, to be an oppressed people, to be an enslaved people. And because we internalize that experience, because we know in our, in our, in our mouths, in our stomachs what that feels like, what would it, uh, what would it look like to, uh, to carry that feeling and that memory with us in the year to come? What would it be like to carry with us the notion of opening up the door for Elijah? What if we did that every night after Pesach? That we open the doors of our homes and say, we are ready for redemption. And more than we're ready for redemption, we're going to take the steps that are necessary to help us build a redeemed world so that when we open that door, redemption might come in. What would it look like to, during the rest of the year, really stay true to the notion of being rid of chametz. We are rid of physical chametz during the month of, uh, during the week of Pesach, but our tradition tells us that we rid ourselves of chametz as a spiritual lesson, a spiritual metaphor. Uh, chametz is, uh, uh, leavening is a, is a symbol for the yetzer hara, for the ego, uh, for that which uh, gets in the way of our uh, relationships with each other and with God that uh, projects uh, our own needs as taking precedence over the needs of other people. What if we said to ourselves, yes, I can now eat chametz, but spiritually speaking, I want to live a chametz-free life even after Pesach is over. What would it look like to carry those things with us? What are you going to take with you into freedom? Our tradition gives us a tool for this. It's called Svirata Omer. And in this way, we continue observing Pesach in a way, or remembering Pesach, remembering where we're coming from, even in the weeks after Pesach, until we receive Torah, and Torah remains our physical reminder of all of those values that we are trying to internalize in Pesach. And each night, 
We count the Omer. We count our steps toward receiving Torah, remembering that we are just entering into a barren wilderness for no purpose. That we aren't just leaving Pesach and putting all of that stuff away. That we enter freedom for a reason. And part of that reason is to carry with us the experience of the exodus from which we came. And so as we enter these last moments of Pesach, this Shabbat and concluding day of Pesach, I invite you to ask yourself, what am I taking with me on the journey? And that each step of the journey, as you carry those things with you, whatever they are, whatever the spiritual lessons you pack with you, that they bless you each and every step of the way.